Welcome back to the Awake Space Astrology Podcast. I'm Lori Rivers with you, here to help you with some inspiration to get those aspirations out into the world, even if it's crazy times on planet Earth. Wow, that was a big full moon. Um, (laughs) Ah, feelings. So I hope it treated you kindly. Intensity doesn't have to be bad. So when I say the word intense, I don't always mean it's a bad thing. Things can be really good and intense too. So the moon was revealing and and showing uh, the results and fruits of, of things we started in June, you know, and it could have been something physically that we started or emotionally that we started, some kind of intention that was set. You don't have to write affirmations or write down intentions to set intentions. You you can have a situation that produces a big desire, you know. So, you know, maybe you had a conflict back in, in June of, of 2022 and it was around that new moon and you were just like, oh man, I wish blah, blah, blah. That's a very strong intention. And you can see the resolution of that. Full moons are time often of endings, but they're also a time of, of starting that, that cycle, um, of, of release. So there might be things that are coming to you, but you've got to release some of the blocks and the barriers in the way. So that was, that's what we dealt with last week, which was an interesting week. Um, as I've warned you, we're not really going to feel 2023 start until all the planets have gone direct and Mars goes direct on the 12th. I'm talking about that in this episode. Uh, Mercury goes direct on the 18th and that's a really interesting day. So I'm going to give that its own podcast episode. And then we have Uranus direct on the 22nd, but on the 21st is that new moon in Aquarius, which is, of course, the lunar new year, uh, especially in um, Asia. It is celebrated on on the Aquarius new moon, and this year it is January 21st. We will all really feel ourselves shift into 2023 gear that week. And you'll feel the energy shift very viscerally. And that's because Uranus is going direct as well. So if you've been feeling like you've been spinning your wheels, you're not alone. You're not alone. (laughs) Even the astrologer has been hit by it. Um, So just hold tight. Get your ducks in a row. Get your ducks in a row. Because ducks are squirrely. I don't know if you've ever tried to manage ducks. They don't like to stay in rows. They're about as bad as trying to herd cats. But get as many of those duckies in a row as you can uh, before Mars stations direct on the 12th and Mercury stations direct on the 18th. Uh, We'll do patron shout-outs, my favorite part of the show. And then we will do um, the Astro Chat with the astrologers and we're talking about the moon i want i want people to really understand the moon and uh, the astrologers that i have had apprentice under me and continue to mentor as they go along their professional journey give their insights in a wonderful conversation and i'm really enjoying the astro astro chat section of the podcast 
and then we'll wind the podcast up talking a little bit about the rest of the energy that's to come, which is when, you know, kind of the sequential rocket launch type energy we have with, you know, Mars direct, Mercury direct, Uranus direct, um, and just understand there'll be specific podcasts that come out for that. So if you haven't subscribed, make sure you do so that you don't miss an episode of the Awake Space Astrology Podcast. Well, let's get to it. Mars stations direct on January 12th. Boy, are Mars retrogrades long. (laughs) They are long. That is a long time to have Mars in any sign. Now, luckily, this won't happen again until 2024. Um, I'm not even going to talk about that one yet. Because it's so easy to give dates and astrological happenings and give people something to worry about. And I don't think we need more to worry about right now. Um, Mars going direct is going to be just a lot of energy. So we're going to feel sluggish leading up to Mars stationing direct because it appears to be slowing down. Now I say appears because Mars really doesn't go backwards. It is a optical illusion from our geocentric perception. But ah, our perceptions shape reality. And so to us, this is how this energy feels from our perspective here on the planet. Now, once it stations direct, it's going to feel like a slingshot, okay? And we've got like a three-stage rocket launch happening with Mars stationing direct on the 12th and then Mercury stationing direct on the 18th. So we've got six days in between. So we'll feel that gung-ho energy We'll finally have, you know, some pep in our step, but careful that you tie your shoes because Mercury will still be retrograde. And so we'll be pushing and wanting to take forward motion and it's still not quite time because Mars again is in Gemini and the planet that rules Gemini happens to be in Capricorn and is retrograde. So... Oh, boy. So what is going to happen on that day? What's going to happen on January 12th? Well, probably be a little chaotic. We'll probably see a lot of political events. We'll probably see some huge windstorms. This is global. We will see more um, uprisings by people in various countries. We could see backlash against that. it's, it's going to be kind of wild and woolly energy. But knowing that, other than prepare for some windy weather, prepare for more um, evidence of climate change, and there's only so much we can do to prepare for certain things. I never want anyone to feel like they're being blamed because, you know, they didn't realize there was going to be some weather event, but I do suggest wherever you live in the world, 
And as you know, there's people from 68 countries who listen to the podcast wherever you live. Keep your eye on the weather as much as possible. Also, we can expect some uh, communication issues that day. There might be attacks on communication lines, especially in areas that have conflicts. Um, So looking at the Ukraine, looking at um, parts of Asia, looking at South America. There may be um, some very serious mass uh, violence in some ways. Being prepared if you live in those areas means being cautious, being aware, having a little extra food, a little extra water. Um, if you need alternative heat sources or you know even extra blankets, um, keeping some cash available because you know electronic gateways might be you know not working, and that includes ATMs and things like that. It doesn't mean banks are failing. It just means that our technical infrastructure is shaky. It's shaky, especially since tech is laying off a lot of people. Um, Those people don't just write code. Those people also make sure servers are working and things like that. So we want to be aware of that. If you hear fumbling, I'm trying to get my phone plugged in. Um, Yes, I'm just recording on the phone. That's because I moved back to Anchor which I really, really enjoy. Because um, it's easy. It just is. So we have that coming. So what can you do for you with Mars Direct? Well, I've been telling you, get your decks in a row. Okay, I know those guys are squirrely. Ducks are funny. They don't, they, they'll waddle in a row, kind of, and then there's always that one little ducky that goes off. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I've, I've had multiple duckies running in different directions over the last little bit. And um, what I've really been paying attention to is, is where are those duckies going off to? And, and how can I get it a little closer? And is that ducky giving me a better idea than I already possessed, right? So if things aren't lining up exactly the way you want, well, yeah, Mars is retrograde and so is Mercury, but it is a time to kind of work on old projects or things you've been wanting to get done and kind of following the energy. If it's working, great. That's what you're working on. If it's not working, work on something else. And just tick down your list and get as ready for 2023 as you can. And that's that's stuff I've been working on. You've probably noticed I haven't been on TikTok. You know, partly um, I had a lot of personal stuff going on. Um, And I'm getting ready um, and setting up for when we do start shooting the video podcast for the Awake Space. My daughter is joining. And uh, we're getting ready for that. We're not going to shoot it until everything's direct and ready to go. But we are getting things set up. And this, these are some old, old ideas we've had from many years ago. And so this is, this is fun. This is fun. So I'm excited 
I'm excited to tell you more about that. You'll find it in the same place. We'll, we'll upload those videos here and, and on YouTube. We'll get the YouTube cleaned up. So it's nice to have those pairs of hands helping me out. She's helping me out with Patreon, Patreon as well. So if you're a new patron, speaking of Mercury retrograde, and you haven't been able to access the old post, don't worry, she's working on it. As of tonight, I was able to sit down and go over it with her and what she needed to do so you can have access to those. So yay, that's coming. Um, this, this is the type of stuff you want to work on and be gentle on yourself. Don't give yourself a hard time. And another bit of advice is it's don't really look outside of yourself. If stuff isn't working, it doesn't mean the universe is punishing you. It doesn't mean you did anything wrong. It might mean it's a good idea and it's not time. Or it might be there's something about it that you're meant to keep and change and tweak. Okay. I heard a wonderful axiom today. I was reminded of this, that if you want to be successful, start something 10 years ago and just keep at it. If you want something to be successful, start 10 years ago and just keep at it. And I thought, you know, ain't that the truth? Sometimes it takes longer than 10 years. Um, Ask me how. And that is like the perfect statement for the energy of this week and next week is just because you tried and something didn't go to plan or it was, you know, you you maybe you made something really great and really good and it just wasn't time. Gosh, that's frustrating, isn't it? But it's important to understand it. And it might be it's ahead of its time. Yeah. It might be what you're working on is, is not meant for the moment. And there might be elements that, are, that can be used in the moment. But trying to push ahead isn't going to get you anywhere in the next two weeks. So don't do the hype and the hustle and grind mentality of got to get it done, got to get it done, pressure, 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 pressure. That That's not going to work through these next lunations. And lunations are the lunar transits. Because <clears throat> remember, the moon governs the day-to-day activities. And, and the sun is also very causal. It deals with, you know, life force itself. You know, life itself is, is the sun. And so... Trying to push things forward doesn't work, but work where the energy is flowing, you know. And that might mean you take a nap. That might mean you go take an Epsom salt bath. That might mean you cook yourself something to eat or you order some food in. Um, That might mean that you tidy the house or reorganize or redecorate, and that could redecorating doesn't have to be expensive. You can you can either thrift it or you can just spruce up your pillows, you know. If you're a crafter, you can make new things or get a new throw blanket. You know, you never know. You know, it doesn't always have to be expensive. You find that there's a lot of sales, right? 
not saying everybody has to redecorate. I'm just saying that's a, it's on my mind because that's what we're doing for the video podcast. So I'm getting used to the new things. I can't wait till you see the moon table I've got. It's kind of cool. I do miss my red couch though. It's in storage. I didn't get rid of it, get rid of it. It's got down cushions. And I didn't buy that new. I bought it at auction. See, you don't have to um, overextend your wallet or your energy or your resources or the planet's resources. You can do things in a way that lines up with you and gives you a little bit more energy. Okay? So that's important to remember. If you've been feeling like you're going to level up this year, and there's a lot of leveling up energy if you're willing to grasp it, but I want to remind you, we have Mercury retrograde in Capricorn, and we have Mars retrograde in Gemini, and this is all about the stories we tell, the way we think, what we're telling ourselves, And if you're operating off the old system, the old stories, the old narratives, well, and that's easy to do. I'm not, I'm not blaming or judging. If you're operating off that, it's really hard to go to the next step or the next level. Okay. Remember, Einstein said the same thinking that created the problem cannot solve it. Okay, I paraphrased it badly, but you cannot use the same kind of thinking that got you into the mess to get you out of the mess, even if it wasn't totally your mess to start with. You know the saying, not my circus, not my monkeys? And then you realize sometimes they are your monkeys and it is your circus? Boy, did I have some of that this last week. Old issues, old, old patterns came up. Um, Extended family things going on. and, And it was a, I don't know if you guys remember on Sesame Street, they used to have a, a section called this is your life you know and uh like interviewing an oak tree who was an acorn once you know that kind of silly thing but it kind of felt like that it was like oh wow decisions i made 25 years ago 30 years ago 38 years ago uh, when i was a young person were up on deck for review i don't know if you had that at all you know especially with that big cancer full moon there might have been family issues up on deck and it was it was stressful it was stressful and it was to especially since you know people were doing and saying things that were so uh, habitual you know it was it was almost scripted and it was just such a strong witness and and validating time on the other hand for decisions that had been made it was like well that was I made the decisions that needed to be made because here we are 
and this is what I was concerned about and this is why I sheltered my own family from this I get it you know um, I was was not popular for those decisions and it's open gateways to conversations that probably should have happened decades ago that could finally happen now so that just is a long story to go to tell you with this energy up and stuff up on deck it isn't about looking back at the past to luxuriate in whatever harm was caused to you it's not saying it isn't real it's very real if you were harmed or abused or from a toxic situation but the mindset that helped you survive that isn't necessarily going to help you move forward so when we have trust issues when we have um a fear of being seen and being visible because it was dangerous to be visible um a fear of speaking our truth because it got you nailed if you spoke your truth all of those things and it doesn't mean you need to go telling every story either if you don't want to it just means you need to go okay that got me to here now where i need to go needs what kind of strategy what thinking do i need to have to go these next steps all right um the full moon also produced something kind of fun uh for me quite a long time ago i i dreamt of having um a certain thing in my business and I'm not going to talk about it yet. Uh and and I have a meeting tomorrow that might actually get me closer to that. The full moon kind of brought me a potential a potential solution. And so um my fingers are crossed and my toes are crossed and I'm kind of excited about that. There's something I've wanted to do for many many years um and i've been thinking about it a lot since last year so i thought the timing was really fun pay attention what's cropping up what's cropping up what's coming up for you not just the ouchies okay it's really easy to pay attention to the ouch and that is where our attention goes first and yours truly does it too i'm not saying i'm better than you guys My first response to an ouch is to say ouch. But my next response is ah, what am I getting clear about in this moment? What direction will get me to a place that feels better than this? You know, instead of beating myself up or somebody else, what can I focus on? to get to where i need to go and what is what is this thing that i need and that could be emotionally psychologically physically financially relationship and it's not always going to be a popular decision that's something you have to realize it's not always going to be popular because sometimes as we grow we grow into new relationships and it can be those kind of crunchy situations that take us in those directions 
Um, and sometimes you loop back and you, you have an improved relationship with someone. You know, it might take a while. It might take a decade or two to get there. It might take maturity on both people's parts to either have a reconciliation or a new understanding and develop a new relationship contract. And no, I'm not necessarily talking about exes. Like These could be family relationships, mother-daughter relationships, father-son relationships. Because, you know, if you base the relationship off of what it was in the 20s versus what it's going to be in the 40s, things change. And that doesn't mean you're capitulating your point of view. In my own life, I was no contact with my parents multiple times for multiple years at a time, which is very hard for people with cancer or Capricorn placements. Okay. Um, it's, it's like taking off your left arm, right? But for, for my mental health, that was a hundred percent needed. And it wasn't a popular concept. Like you've got all kinds of information about no contact now. It was not a hot topic back in the day. You got told, oh, it's your mom. What about your mom? (laughs) It's like, well, yeah, and I'm a mom, and this is interfering with my parenting, you know. Um, you know, that didn't matter as much to other people. They were like, well, you know, they, they really wanted us to, you know, sacrifice our children on the altar of social norms. And yet, over time, there was a very slow reconciliation. I'm not going to go into the whole thing. And now with strong boundaries and and rules of engagement i have contact that is healthy for me there are subjects i won't go on because i know there's no winning the argument there's no changing their perspective and my truth had to be good enough for me to just stand in. I don't need other people to agree with it, but it took a very long time. And I was having a discussion with a family member um, who who wasn't as directly involved, who ended up finding out some information, new information to them. And they were like, well, maybe I need to have a talk with them. And I'm like, why? I already have. I have for decades. They're never going to change that perspective. Can you still be in a relationship with them knowing they will never change the perspective, no matter how much you argue, no matter how much you fight, no matter how loud you yell, they will always have this. And if you think about why, sometimes it can make you feel better. In my case, I believe the people that aren't changing their perspective, if they actually had a full cognizant understanding of the impact of of what they'd done, it would be very, very hard to live with. I can't imagine living with that understanding. And so it doesn't give them a pass, but it explains why, right? And it felt really good to not be enraged in that moment. Okay? To stand in the truth, 
say this is where it's at, here's the reality, and this is how I handle it, go ahead, do what you want, but in my experience, this this is what's going to be the outcome if you go there. <clears throat> the past was tugging on me in that conversation. This was right before the full moon things. And if you're a patron, you know, I did have a little upset tummy and had a little acid reflux going on because that was my body's response to some very, very old, old triggers. But that was pretty much all there was. And and it, honestly, I count that as an awesome, awesome result given my history. That my body was just like, well, we can't do all the normal routes of reacting, so we're going to give you a lot of stomach acid. And Prilosec fix it. My stomach settled. I drank more water. Hydrated. You know, took care of me. And if you grew up in a toxic family, or, and most of us did in some way, very few people had healthy, actualized families. There's some kind of dysfunction, usually. <clears throat> sometimes it's extreme. Sometimes it's annoyingly codependent or enmeshed. But, you know, those are still dysfunctions. You know, it's... Then we often learn not to take care of ourselves, right? We learn to sacrifice ourselves on, on the altar of the, the family and the need to keep the status quo and everything on an even keel. And we put ourselves last and then we repattern that. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? Yeah. So with this Mars retrograde energy, instead of going into the old story where you're like, Everybody always does this to me. Why is this always happening to me? Why does my family have to be like this? Or why do I always pick schmucks in relationships? Or how can people betray me like this? None of that, even if it's true, is going to help you move forward when Mars stations direct. And the other night when I was laying down to sleep, I went, oh, I've cleared it, I, other than the reflex, you know, there's a little resonance, but in general, I am very solid in knowing the decisions I made were the right ones for me and my family, and there are other decisions that I could have made maybe a little earlier about treating myself better and allowing myself to build what I wanted to <clears throat> build, but, uh, But regardless, I did the very best with what I had, when I had it, as I could. And so are you. And then turn your attention. Where do you want to go? What seems too far out of reach? Because it's always too far out of reach until you get a stepladder. It's always too far out of reach if you haven't walked in that direction. You can't make a cross-country road trip without packing up the car and getting in the car and turning it on. Just looking at maps doesn't get you there. Looking at your GPS doesn't get you there, right? You've got to take some action. And so the action to take while Mars is still retrograde and starts to feel really low energy is just really sitting down with yourself and saying, 
what mindset gets me to where I want to go? How can I tell myself a story that is true and empowers me forward? What can I look at in my life that I approve of? What decisions have I made that I know with certainty have been the right ones? And don't tell me you didn't make any good decisions. You have. You have. I was talking to a young person the other day who's in a relationship that's that's ending. And I said, you didn't waste time. You, there's no wasted time. There's just experience. So besides gaining clarity over what kind of partner you want to have the next time, if you choose to have one, what did you gain out of this experience? What knowledge did you acquire that you didn't have when you entered? What did you learn from them? What knowledge did they have that you acquired? What, um, what have you gained that you can take forward with you when you leave? Is knowledge, when you apply it, is power. So this person had learned um, a lot about um, wealth retention. This person has learned a lot about certain businesses and how to do certain businesses and how to negotiate with certain people and how to make connections in a certain network. Um, those are all very valuable things that they've gained it is not giving a pass to the, the partner that is no longer um, in resonance with where they're at. Okay, So I'm not telling you to give anyone a pass. I'm just saying, take an inventory of what you get to take with you. Tangible and non-tangible. You know, intangible. right? An intangible thing is something you can't see can't touch, can't smell, but it's real. And that's knowledge and experience. And of course you can look at, well, I know not to do that again. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's one thing. You know, it might be, I need to slow down and look for flags. It might be, um, I need to look at my own red flags. Yeah. All of that is an understanding. But what if you really look at what you gain? Those shared resources from the eighth house are not always tangible goods. It's not always real estate. It's not always investments. It can be. It can also be knowledge and skills. You may have learned some valuable skills. Okay. Now, example, my, my first husband was a stock trader and broker. I learned a lot about how the stock market and the money market worked. I don't necessarily want to invest in there, but I understand it enough that I can do a decent financial prediction because I understand how finance operates, right? I could take that with me. I look at our children. We had two beautiful children. I, that, that was something beautiful that came from that relationship. I can go down so easily the rabbit hole of what went wrong, but I can look at what I gained. 
and it doesn't negate the other thing. It doesn't cancel it out. It doesn't make the other thing not real. It's just, if I focus on what I gained, I'm moving in a direction that moves me forward versus pulling me backwards into the past with the resonance of that time. And I'm just going to um, miss opportunities that move me forward by looking over my shoulder at the past. Does that make sense? And you can do the same thing. Look at things that move you forward, that turn your eyes in the direction you want to go. Do that from now through March, or January 12th. Do that through now to January 12th. That's when Mars goes direct. And then you can start taking a little bit of action. Not as much as you'd like. It's not going it, to, you'll feel the energy pick up. Things will start to move. And it'd be a lot easier to move with deliberate action instead of being flung around in turbulent air currents if you have some of your your stuff in order that takes you forward. So if you have the right equipment, you have your notes taken care of, you've taken care of different accounting things, you've taken care of different record keeping, all you know, or new software, things like that. Whatever you need to move forward. Alright. That's what you're gonna do. Alright. I think it's time for a patron shout out and then we'll do Astro Chat talking about the moon. my favorite part of the show. It's patron shout outs. Big shout out to all of the patrons. Thank you for starting 2023 with me. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for your recommendation for acid reflux treatments. Uh, Big shout out to Alexander, Kevin, let's see, Nicole, Angela, Regina, Holiday, Kai, Pat, Rosie, Green Girl, Melody, Amanda, Kuhn, Leslie, Ghost Girl, M. Darden, Nina, Stacy K, Nira, Jenny, Heather, Nikki, Megan, Vicky, Julie, Sheila, McKenna, Morgan, Terry, M, Gabrielle, Sharon, Kayla, Charlene, Ksenia, Lauren, Teresa, Heather, Nick, Stephanie, Amy, Bertha, Teresa, Marina, Damian, Amy, Lacey, Jen, Seth, Cassandra, Melissa, Ronnie, Lexi, Luna, Robin, Caitlin, Bethany, Chrissy, Christina, Megan, BW, Julie, Joshua, Esther, Ryan, Brissa, Athena, Meredith, Samantha, April, Gabby, Anna, Sarah, Erica, Erica, PTK, Madison, Louise, AC Rutherford, Nicole AM. Thank you all for being patrons at the Awake Space. So if you want to be a patron, you can join at patreon.com forward slash the awake space. It is in the description. You can find the link. Patrons get the crunch report every couple of days when I tell you how the energy is going to fly and give you some mundane predictions, little teasers. And then we have um, 
the new tier, which is uh, ASAP Horoscopes, and that stands for Awake Space Astrology Podcast Horoscopes. I, I had a podcast for two years and just realized, just realized, thank you, Mercury Retrograde, just realized that the acronym is ASAP, which is one of my very favorite acronyms, ASAP. So, um, yeah, we'll have some merch coming up in 2023. I have ASAP on it. Um, ASAP Horoscopes, the Awake Space Astrology Podcast. Well, you know, I duh, but I was just looking at merch stuff, which my daughter's going to take care of that side of things. But I was looking, she, she was sending me links and I was looking through the different, you know, providers of such things and I was looking at the acronyms and I was like oh what's our acronym and it just felt so slow that I just figured it out but you know you just put your head down and you stay focused and you know just me yeah okay go ahead and laugh at me I deserve it I deserve it you guys bring me life in the discord um oh my god there's been some really funny conversations i don't always get to post too much i've probably posted more in discord this week that i haven't you know had to do readings um and honestly have had a wonky sleep schedule so i was on discord a lot more than i normally am having conversations with people and and i just really enjoy all of you so thank you so much um not only for your support for but for just being stellar human beings you guys are amazing thank you all right it's time for astro chat i think you're really going to enjoy the conversation that i had with uh mackenzie casey jennifer and rita in order of certification not preference they're all wonderful And uh, I want you to get to know them. So we talk about the moon next. All right, it's time for another round of Astro Chat. This time we got the whole crew. We have Mackenzie McDubbs. We have Casey and Jennifer and Rita. Yay, the whole team is here and we're talking about the moon. Hey guys, welcome to Astro. Hi, hello. <laughs> hello. Hi. Awesome. So I played fair this time and, and I gave you guys a prompt to think about before we recorded instead of like springing questions on you. Um, decided to be nice instead of mean so uh since we're talking about the moon um how do you think of the moon now that you've you've gotten to get some experience under your belt as an astrologer like just how do you think of it now compared to before Mackenzie go ahead Oh my god. Um, <clears throat> so it's interesting. I was like thinking back to when I very first started learning about astrology. And um, I think one of those pop things that you learn about is how it's like, it's your emotions and your intuition. And like, I remember thinking like, I didn't really know what that meant. And um, so now it's kind of like, 
learning what that means um, for me and for like everybody else. And now I've come to realize it's kind of like, it's our emotional nature and it's how we like process our emotions. And um, it's very unique to everybody. And, you know, everybody processes their emotions very differently and um, very personally. And um, sorry if you hear my cat running around, <laughs> I just fed her. Um, but yeah, um, just so it's unique to everybody and, um, you know, the moon is the very first thing we really see in the sky. It's like the closest thing. So I see it as being like really important, um, just as important as the sun, you know, everything is important in the chart, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Casey? I'm going to reserve my comments. <laughs> um, I mean, I've always loved the moon. She's great. Iconic. Um, I think before astrology, <laughs> I think before astrology, I really, I didn't really have any, any kind of context for, you know, how I could interpret the moon. I didn't, um, yeah, I didn't really, I, I knew that, you know, my moon sign and I knew how I interpreted emotions. Um, so, you know, obviously that has, like Mackenzie was saying, like that has grown and, you know, um, and looking at my chart and looking at a lot of other charts, understanding what that means on a practical level has definitely gotten deeper. But I think for me, the biggest change uh, in how I look at the moon is, is just through um studying under you like i look at the moon now as like a clock in a really um regular way like it's always you know where's the moon where's the moon what's it aspecting in my chart and i look at it almost like i would look at you know like what the time is um because it is the fastest moving um you know planet planet that we look at so um, yeah, planning in quotation marks. We know, mm -hmm. we know it's a satellite. I was, I was debating whether to give the disclaimer. I was like, do we I, know I that know. now? <laughs> yeah, we know it's a satellite. It's not a. Planet. Yeah, they're not gonna, yeah. they're not gonna get us on this podcast. We yeah. got you. <laughs> we got you. We got you with the gotchas. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So it's just, it's, it's much more intimate. It's like the, the most, I guess, intimate relationship with any planet that I have is, is it's kind of I think about it the most I reference it the most um and I think that was definitely you know one of the biggest things I learned um and that you you emphasize is such a great teaching tool thank you yeah Jennifer we're just gonna go down the line Jennifer um well I always loved the moon as well you know cancer placements <laughs> um I would see it as like a kid, I would pretend that I was like a werewolf and I would like howl at the moon when it was full. Um, <laughs> and then I like had heard um, about how like emergency rooms get busy on full moons. And I would kind of notice in passing when I used to work like in customer service jobs, like how people would be on a little bit more, uh, you know, on edge. <laughs> or reactive sometimes um you know lunatic mm -hmm. 
lunacy, lunatic, indeed. Uh, yeah. yeah, and then when I started learning astrology or like just getting into it, uh, people would say that it's your emotions. And I was like, okay, is that, I guess that makes sense. Like I am kind of a crybaby <laughs> with Cancer Moon. <laughs> but um, now that I've been like practicing astrology and learning under you, it really has like deepened the understanding of that and seeing again as Casey said like it as a clock I will go outside and look up and be like okay it's in this phase right now and like just um it's like every time I go outside and make con I contact with the moon I'm just like transfixed for a few mm-hmm. seconds mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah yeah and it's like learning that it's that very like inner being part of you like the instinctual reactions to things um your emotions and like that feeling like in your body like your physical being Mm -hmm. um yeah and just like noticing how i process my emotions and like seeing where my moon is in my chart and then how other people's charts how they respond to things it's just been fascinating um, yeah it's like how to find ways for people to cope emotionally with stresses of life that can be very helpful like seeing where their moon is and what's going on there yeah let's call up Rita before we go further let me see hello Hello. Um, so, how I view the moon. So, Paolo Coelho said that, um, you know, the moon is silent. And I don't agree with that. Maybe it's because my moon isn't fire sign. But also, um, it has been, like, I view the moon as a raw instinct of a person. Mm-hmm. And you cannot overbear it with any type of conceal, like at all. It's just gonna be there. You know, the expression matters, of course. Um, And honestly, I feel like I always thought about the moon as a savior at night because it's light protects us, you know, as someone who was born as a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was quite a time to be alive, especially during my nodal return, which also has to do with the moon axis. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and yeah, I always felt about it as a, this light in the sky that comes and goes. It takes its time, you know, and it's mm-hmm. so natural with the cycles because, you know, like with the sun, it's more about warmth. But with the moon, it's about how much light do we get in the darkest time of our, you know, day, practically. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, how has reading um, other people's charts influenced your understanding? Besides, you know, we have our intellectual understanding, but then watching it actually work, how is that? Um. I noticed that 
I mean, what, what I said that it cannot be concealed, but also that Moon points towards service, you know? Um, it points towards the service to the emotions of oneself, you know, what needs to be done and what is the scope and the environment where your emotions will be validated and, you know, they, they will bloom into something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a big observation. Yeah. Yeah. How has your guys' opinion, and this is a free-for-all, I went down the order of, of certification on that, but how has your understanding of lunar expression in a natal chart changed um, in like regards to, you know, how they, uh, people will say all kinds of things about the moon sign of a person and what it means. And like, like people say that Gemini moons are unfeeling or Capricorn moons are cold or Aquarius moons are like robots. Um, How has reading people's charts kind of shown you guys, besides what I've taught you, but what, what's your experience now? How have you seen it express or have you been able to communicate that to people? Because I'll give my opinions in a minute. Just go. <laughs> I think that those are kind of like generalizations. And um, I remember I'm a Gemini moon and I read a book that said that I like didn't have emotions and like that cannot be further from the truth like i'm a very emotional person and um, so something i've found is like maybe they're not um as like openly expressive or maybe they're more um emotional only around like their family or they can only show that side of themselves to like their partner or maybe like a therapist um and that's all like dependent on like house placement as well um but yeah you know every person has emotions and every person cries and laughs and gets angry and you know has like all kinds of emotions so to say that someone's a robot is like i hate that (laughs) right yes so dehumanizing yes I think a lot of writers don't necessarily consider their own relationship with signs, you know, from their own charts. That's where we get the demonization where people, Casey could speak to that. You've been doing like these videos on moon signs and you had an interesting comment where somebody was like vilifying Scorpio moons because they had had a bad experience with one, you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I like yeah. your response. You want to you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, you know, I just I I'm not a Scorpio moon, but I, you know, I the series that I've been doing is about my favorite things about each sign and, you know, in doing that, I knew that there are certain moon signs that are going to be they have a lot of bias against them. Um and so I wasn't terribly surprised that it was a Scorpio moon you know, video that got this person riled up, but like you, 
I think you really hold yourself back from understanding astrology and really understanding other people when you assume that every person with the same moon sign is going to behave in a certain way. Um, because, you know, you are a whole chart and, and yes, the moon sign, I think like when I approach a chart, usually the moon sign is one of the first things that I look at because to me, it's going to tell me a lot about how that person might um, view themselves and how they might view the rest of their chart or um, it's it, it, it's kind of like a gateway in some ways that and, and I think the mercury sign um, can be really can be really telling but it depends on so many other different factors in the chart mm-hmm. so um you know it, and and also how the individual is choosing to express that energy um you know any sign can be you know manipulative um so that was what i was saying on that video like it's you know just because somebody that you know with a particular moon sign expressed um, those qualities in a way that you consider negative or that was hurtful to you doesn't mean that that is an innate quality to that particular, you know, placement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that I know that Lori does not use these terms, but in traditional astrology, in traditional rulership, nothing is exalted in Scorpio. Mm-hmm. So Scorpio gets a lot of hate in the mm-hmm. traditional circles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And I, I hate calling it traditional because it's not actually traditional. It's a modern interpretation of yes. traditional astrology. Um, there's a lot of misunderstandings because again, natal astrology isn't really what was being practiced mm-hmm. historically. Natal astrology yep. is a 19th century, maybe 18th century, but it, it didn't become popular until psychology became popular. Um, it was more mm-hmm. about timing, not personality assessment. Yep. So so in a mundane level there were reason you know there were reasons scorpio was considered because it dealt in matters <laughs> of life and death you know and people don't like that but from a personality level it's it can be about survival and, yep. and rebirth so i think people mm-hmm. overread things and to not understanding the actual history, you know, not that you, I know you do, but just for our listeners benefit. Um, what about your thoughts, Jen? You know, cause you know, Miss Cancer Man. Um, <laughs> it really has been interesting, like learning these things that people, um, get told about their moon signs because Cancer Moon doesn't really get that much hate. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I mean, you kind of get called sensitive, but um, it's like we operate the way that people think the moon should operate. Um, Mm -hmm. And they think all these other signs don't have emotions because they're expressing it a different way. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that someone doesn't have emotions just because they're not conforming to what you think 
they should be doing when they're having emotions because mm-hmm. everybody's individual um yeah and all like not every moon sign is going to be the same because you are you have to put that in the context of that person's chart and see what's going on and again how they choose to express it like if you're repressing your emotions you're not going to operate the same as someone that is like freely able to um, access that energy Mm -hmm. Um, yeah so I think that's very important there's a lot of factors that go into it and just because someone's not you know showing operating the way that you think that they should doesn't mean that that's bad mm-hmm. well and you know socialization plays a role experience plays a role I think you Mackenzie brought up a great point I'm a fellow air sign moon and so there's when we're talking about the moon we're talking about vulnerability too mm-hmm. you know so there are layers of access to that and some moons are let it all hang out and others are you know there's there's gates and locks to who and how they will express themselves and in I think popular psychology has been as damaging as popular astrology but some people feel very entitled to our emotions and so when those of us who are more you know air moony <laughs> may not be as emotive um, in public or to the general population and, and we'll need that inner circle in order to express um, or somebody very close or a one-on-one or a private situation um it kind of and the moon isn't just about you know crying you know it's yeah there's other emotions that exist well and it's about sensing our environment too the very visceral feelings in the body the tension patterns the yeah who 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 was i i didn't keep track i should have i was just i get so caught up in your answers (laughs) <laughs> I'm I think I was talking about that it's like I yeah. feel like when you feel that like pang in your chest or like mm-hmm. when there's like visceral emotions mm-hmm. or just like that physical feeling in your body mm-hmm. yeah the fight or the flight mm-hmm. can come in with the moon yeah, yeah it's the reactions yeah. that happen before your brain processes what's going on mm-hmm. it's like <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like your... Go ahead, Rita. Go ahead. Um, from early on in my life, I have I have been very generous to other people. Mm-hmm. Like my mom reminded me of that a few days ago. Like in kindergarten, in order to express my love, I would buy things that I knew a person would like. Mm-hmm. And my moon is in Sagittarius. And also when I'm pissed off, like if I'm really angry, I get downloads about the person who angered me and I see what is for them to come. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. 
and it's not something that I think is being taught a lot about Sagittarius moons. I don't remember what exactly is. I think like it's more of about like putting on a theater or something. Like it's similar to Leo. Like when I read it a few years ago, uh, yeah. because like I tried to stay away from like you know the descriptions of other people because I'm trying to define things for myself. Good. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. your moon's conjunct Pluto though too, right? I mean, it's in a wider orb, but it, yeah. yeah, it's it's close. Yeah. So that will change things too. Yeah, and my moon is applying to my descendant. Yeah. Yeah, so you can really tune in to other people in a different way. Because Sag is the oracle. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the visionary. Yep. And the sage. If, if you're applying the energy there, it, it can be the theater as well and the actors. <laughs> The drama. Yeah, it can be. Yeah. Also, it of course shows our mothers in our chart, or you know, Mm -hmm. those who have been in the place of other uh, our mothers, and Mm -hmm. my mother is an actress, right? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Theatrical background, absolutely. Yeah. From my from my mom's lineage, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the house plays a role, you know. Um, yeah, and it's important, you know. the The definite we used to call it, and I don't, I don't hear it used very often, but in professional circles back in the day, we called all those book definitions cookbook astrology, <laughs> because it's one person's interpretation based on both historical and personal experience you know so the historical basis and then the personal experience and it's through their lens and so it's a starting place it's not a stopping place um you still want to follow the rules obviously but um but the moon the moon in mundane very much rules the mother the physical mother and then the nurturing person and sometimes that nurturing person is the dad, but it still always rules the biological birther um, on one level, at the very like most basic level. But when you're talking about relationship with a parent, it can be um, somebody else. It could be the dad. Yep. Mm-hmm. Lots of layers. How do you guys feel about that? Like the deeper you get, how, how do you feel about the layers just with the moon by itself like the layers it's so much fun and just sit and think and hear other people talk about it and then it unlocks like another idea like I was saying earlier like it feels kind of criminal that we're limiting ourselves to 30 minutes today talking about the moon (laughs) Mm because oh we could go for so much longer. Oh, days. Yeah. <laughs> days. A lunar month. Right? <sighs> yeah. Uh, but uh, it is well, maybe, like the philosoph- the like but... philosophical practice. It's there's not really an end to it because we're always thinking about these things and how it relates to real life. 
and yeah. to simplify it out to just like oh all, like the cookbook definition of what such and such thing is is like so sad mm-hmm. <laughs> they're losing yeah. so much in that absolutely yeah yeah yep um something i've found from readings too is like the deeper a person knows themselves and like usually they're more older or like more mature um but like it's interesting because that's how many more like cycles the moon has gone around in their own chart and i feel like with each go around that kind of um adds another layer of just like knowing yourself that much better and um I feel like the more a person like knows themselves, the more I'm like, I want to ask them, you know, how they think it expresses in their chart. But um, obviously I don't do that, but Mm -hmm. it's just interesting. There's sneaky ways to ask that. Yeah. I'll teach you. It's kind of like when I do that, it could be this or this or this. That's Mm -hmm. gauging the where somebody's at Mm -hmm. because some people are just more self-aware period and then other people it just comes through maturity yeah and some people aren't at all regardless of age that can be I had some funny readings as a young astrologer with people a lot older than me at the time Mm -hmm. you're not necessarily emotionally mature (laughs) <laughs> and boy that moon placement played a role it was funny taught me a lot <laughs> but yeah Those I guess I've gotten special. lucky then with my readings yes I feel Some like we, that is... <laughs> yeah like we get really good clients I think <laughs> yes we do because we message Mm-hmm. There's there's things that, wisdom is gained <laughs> from oh the mistakes we make, and there wasn't any guidance on marketing back in the day. So, <laughs> oh no. So yes, we do get very amazing clients here, which is very cool. I try to make sure you guys yeah are in a good position. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Honestly, Mackenzie, like what you said about how the person gets more and more mature as, as far as, you know, the owner returns happen. Um, I think, yeah. And also, like, I've been defining lunar returns for myself as like living your questions. You know, I create like a list of questions each month for myself and I live through them. Oh, I love that. Yeah, and I think the moon is a nice um, compass for that, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a reassuring satellite object in the sky, yes. which has been proposed to us through culture yes. for centuries. And what's interesting is it's almost ubiquitously in every culture associated with mother energy. Um, yep. And I get asked this question a lot on TikTok lives where 
people will ask is, is it associated with women's cycles? And I'm almost shocked that the question is being asked because it was common knowledge when I was growing up. Yeah. And it just doesn't get taught anymore. And there's even science, you know, there's been scientific studies that proved what they called wives' tales. Um, mm-hmm. They did some studies in the 80s, but it doesn't get taught that way anymore. And I'm like, like wow, what are we losing <laughs> um, as a culture? Yeah. So it covers all that ebbs and flows. For sure. Mm-hmm. Any other interesting things you guys have observed about the moon or thoughts or like hmm. I think I just as I oh you go ahead. <laughs> I mean I was just gonna say I definitely stare at it that much more than like I mean like I had a big window when I was a kid that I would watch the moon out of and like you know we always there's like that meme that like when you're driving home you imagine that the moon is following you so it's kind of like also this unifying thing in a way because we're all looking at the same moon and so sometimes when I'm feeling like super you know philosophical I'm like wow like all of us are staring at the same moon right now I don't know just kind of like a thing I think about Mm -hmm. it's beautiful (laughs) yeah I have felt a lot more like connected as I've been learning astrology and then like looking up at the moon I'm like okay this is really it is very grounded in nature and like the observational part of it and we are all connected under this so I'm like oh you know I get those big feelings <laughs> it can be really awe-inspiring when you, when you think of it that way when you're especially on a dark clear night big old moon up in the sky I can see all the stars out like finding the planets I'm like oh my god they're all here <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah Yep. Oh, that big old moon. How'd you guys full moon go? Slept for like, (laughs) I think at this point, more than 24 hours the past three days. Oh, wow. I cleaned my whole house (laughs) and I slept, (laughs) and that was kind of it. Full moon was so crazy. So I was walking in the city and like multiple people came up to me and two of my friends who I was with and asked to tell them some sort of a story oh wow yeah I That's wrote it down <laughs> the observations it was interesting wow that is interesting that's more confirmation of some stuff huh How about you, Casey? How was your full moon? Um, it was actually pretty low key. I I ended up cleaning quite a bit, um, and that just the day sort of flew by. Um, it was in my twelfth house, so I kind of had prepared for a little bit more crunch. Um, 
you know, just in case. <laughs> right. That's that's, um, that's a good prep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I I was expecting a little bit more. I was you know it was pretty low key, which I'm I'm not going to complain about. Um. So yeah. That was cool. Yeah, just a lot of rest and getting my my shit together. Yeah. What about you, Mackenzie? Mine was also very laid back. Um, just kind of, I think I said in our group that I said my full moon ritual was staring at the moon while thinking. And that's exactly what I did. Um, oh, I love that. Yeah. I just like lit a candle and just sat there and let my mind think. My Gemini moon loves thinking. <laughs> Oh. Yeah. I prefer that than the previous full moon. That was a doozy, but <laughs> right. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. This is my eighth house. It was both magical and a shit show simultaneously. <laughs> that is but it was a cul- Yeah. It was a culmination of a lot of things. Which was cool. It was a culmination <clears throat> of a lot of good things. So, just fascinating. But yeah. Well, that was the timer. Thank you all for joining Pancakes. For our listeners, uh, I call these guys my pancakes. <laughs> I love hearing your insights as always. If you guys want to grab a reading with any of these fine astrologers, they are doing the natal readings. That's a birth chart reading for timing and consultations. I'm I'm your girl. Um, I'll probably be joining those sessions as they can to observe as they move forward in the mentoring process. They are not chopped liver. As you can tell, they're amazing astrologers as they move on their professional journey. So once again, thank you, Mackenzie and Casey and Jennifer and Greta. You are all wonderful. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. Love my chat. Thank you so much. Thank you. My pleasure. wind up the podcast just giving you a brief overview of the astrology to come so uh, we've talked about mars going direct then we have mercury direct on the 18th of january and that same day (laughs) the sun is conjunct pluto and then it's followed up by the moon conjunct pluto so we can expect some very volatile political action. I think we're going to see um, just 
more stuff going on in Brazil, any, anywhere where there's a weakness, Russia might have issues, whether that gets reported or not is another story because we tend to just hear propaganda out of certain countries. The U.S., you know, I mean, I, I don't know that Kevin McCarthy is going to make it to Uranus Direct. <laughs> we'll see. Um, but he's got some really weird transits. So... <laughs> He he could bounce out of the speaker chair and bounce back into the speaker chair. God knows. Um, it's just going to be chaotic for a while. I do think we'll see indictments after things go direct. Maybe on the Mars direct, but I think it'll be maybe more likely after the Uranus direct. But uh, we'll we'll see. We'll see. I am convinced they're coming, and I think they're going to come in fast um, while, while the House is kind of consuming, the Republicans at least are consuming themselves. I don't know. I don't know about you, but I thought it was really weird watching the Democrats be 100% united. I was kind of like, wow. <laughs> yeah, no, it's bad. When? Um, would have been nice if you guys would have done that before and adverted a lot of this decades before, but okay, I won't go there. Did I go there? I went there. Um, so we, we have volatile times. 2023 gets real bumpy and we get thrown fast. I mean, the energy just speeds up. If you've been tired and lethargic, get your rest now because Lord knows we're all gonna need it. As these planets go direct, it's like three-stage rockets busting us into space. Just boom, boom, boom. Um, We could see some seismic activity at the end of the month as well. Pacific Northwest, I want to keep your eyes open. And that includes Northern California. Um, Yes, it's very wet weather. It's going to continue being wet in my 2023 year-ahead forecast. I have it flooding into the spring, like late spring, even with Saturn in Pluto or Saturn in Pluto, sorry, Saturn in Pisces. Hello. And because Mars goes into cancer at the end of March. So we have Pluto moving into Pisces at the beginning of March and we have Mars entering Cancer at the end of March. And I think that's when the snow melt's going to happen. So we have all of this going on now and mountain states can expect um, and and the West Coast can expect snow melt to just really get hit in the spring. Um, It's going to be a wild weather year because climate change is undeniable now. Like I told you that after July of 2022, it was just going to continue to increase to the point where it's here. You know, there's, there's mitigation now, you know, um, but the planet is a very intelligent space. So who knows? We, we might mitigate well enough to slow things down. Let's see if we can do it. Um, but in the meantime, you know, you need to prep for understanding that, that, that people might not make the decisions we need at the level we need those decisions made to impact change, you know? So they have blamed the consumer for a long time. And I can't count the trolls who've gone after me when I say, if you, if it's illegal to make it, you can't make it. People can't buy it. That's where you stop. You stop it at manufacturing. You don't stop it at consumption. 
And they'd be like, well, you don't understand economics. I'm like, well, actually, (laughs) actually, Chad, (laughs) I do. And if you're not manufacturing it, it can't be purchased. (laughs) Oh, but do I oversimplify? Yeah. So we can bitch and moan and whine and say that leaders don't make the right decisions and they don't care about us and we can do that. The smarter move is to really think about how we want to approach kind of the inevitability of disruption in our environment and and how can we make the best of it? How can we innovate around it? What can we do for ourselves and our neighbors or with our neighbors to make things work? You know, so there we go. So it's a wild, wild time on the planet, guys. But don't despair. There's good stuff, too. Okay. And a lot of times we can't do a whole lot about the big outer world stuff. But we can do a lot about our inner world. And that's why I said pull your energy in. Put a focus on where you want to go forward. What you'd like to achieve and accomplish. And not what you were taught to believe was success, but something that would make you reasonably content. Reasonably content. What, what's your enough? What's enough for you? What's comfort? You know, what sounds good? Just good. You know, the adjective we were told not to use in English class, but good. What's a nice life? What does that look like? What is it like not to have adrenaline pumping? 24-7. What's it like not to have your shoulders up around your ears? What's it like to feel at home in yourself? That's what we're aiming for. And it's entirely possible. Even if we're not rich, even if we're not even middle class, it can be achieved. And that's something Abraham Maslow talked about in his theory of transcendence that was published after his death in 1971 that not a lot of people talk about. More and more are talking about it now. Um, but it certainly doesn't didn't get taught when I was in school because they wanted you to believe you had, all, had to have all of your basic needs supplied before you could ever self-actualize. But the actual fact is, is you can self-actualize even in the most trying of circumstances. And um, I know finding that theory at, in a university collection when I was in my healing journey gave me that last big push to know I could do it. And I was like, there we go. I, I knew it had to be possible. And remember, we're never fully realized or actualized. It's a process. We're always learning. We're always growing until we're done. You know? So... There's hope, and the hope is in you. I'm Lori Rivers. Thank you for listening to the Awake Space Astrology Podcast, and we'll see you next episode.